like to call this meeting to order today. This is Tuesday, October 24th, our regular meeting of the City Council, as well as the City of Rialto acting as the successor agency to the redevelopment, the Rialto Utility Authority, and to the Rialto Housing Authority. Uh, Madam City Clerk, I called it at five o'clock. Would you be so kind as to do roll call? Mayor Robertson. Present. Mayor Pro Tem Caricellis. Present. Councilmember Scott. Present. Councilmember Baca. Present. Councilmember um, Rafael Trujillo. Present. Present. City Attorney Eric Bell. Present. Interim City Manager Henry Garcia. All right, thank you. Uh, I take it that uh, we will now discuss closed session and as council, if you'd be so kind as to lead us into closed session. Thank you, Mayor. We have three items on your uh, agenda for this evening. Uh, public employee appointment is your first item. Second item is a conference with legal counsel with regard to two items of existing litigation and you have a conference with your labor negotiators, uh, Assistant City Manager Aaron Brown and HR Director Shama Kerr. So it concludes our listing of items for tonight. There's no members of the public presence. I don't think we have any public comment. Clerk's no, indicating no. Soon, okay. You're able to recess into closed session. Okay, and uh, can I get a motion to recess? So moved. Second. Been moved by Mayor Pro Tem and seconded by uh, Councilmember Trujillo. No objections. We're in recess 501.
Good, every, good evening, everyone. Let's call this meeting to order at 6.31 p.m. And this is the regular meeting of City Council on Tuesday, October 24th. It's also the City of Rialto acting as the successor agency, the Redevelopment Agency, the Rialto Utility Authority, and the Rialto Housing Authority. Madam City Clerk, if you'd be so kind to uh, do a roll call, please. Present. Mayor Pro Tem Carisano. Present. Councilmember Rafael Trujillo. Present. Councilmember Ed Scott. Present. Councilmember Joe Baca. Present. City Attorney Eric Bell. Present. Interim City Manager Henry Garcia. And Madam Mayor and Council, let the work reflect that uh, City Treasurer will be absent. All right. Well, now I would ask if uh, those in attendance would be so kind to stand and join me in the Pledge of Allegiance and then remain standing while Pastor Javier Reyes for Calvary Chapel will lead us in invocation. Okay, please repeat after me. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation Go ahead and bow our heads, close our eyes. Uh, Father, we want to thank you this evening for allowing us this moment in time to come together. And I do pray for every official that's here this evening that they will not lose sight whether they've been elected or appointed or given the responsibility to make decisions, Lord, for the city of Rialto. Lord, as it, we're identified that it's beginning its second century of progress, that they will not lose sight the families that they have the privilege to oversee and again they make decisions on. Lord, as they recognize individuals, whether it be a cross guard at an elementary school or whether it's the girls camp, uh, fire uh, girls camp, or whether it be a police memorial. Lord, that they would uh, always, Lord, uh, realize the decisions that they make affects not just one individual, but a multitude within this community of Rialto. And so as they discuss not only finances and uh, land decisions and, Lord, uh, decisions that involve many and few, Lord, that they would not lose sight of to look for your wisdom and divine guidance, your God, in all that they do. And so, again, I lift up this meeting to you, and I pray that you would be with us here. You would be the one that would lead us and guide every decision that would be made this night. And we ask and pray these things in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And we all said amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you very much. Very much appreciated. And now at this time, I would ask our city attorney if he would be so kind as to report out on closed session. Thank you, Mayor. Three items on the city council's closed session this evening. First was public employee appointment having to do with the potential future city manager. Uh, council had a briefing from staff. There was no other reportable action had a conference with legal counsel with regard to two matters of existing litigation, heard from city attorney's office and your claims adjuster on those items, gave direction, but there was no other reportable action. And finally, you had a conference with your labor negotiators 
Uh, you did have a briefing and gave direction, but there was no other reportable action. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right. We now will move into presentations and proclamations. And the first presentation and proclamation, we are going to defer that, and Mrs. Woods will be here at our first council meeting in November, which is the second Tuesday of November. So I spoke with uh, the principal, and she will make her aware of that. So we'll move right to our second presentation, and that is going to be presented by Chief uh, Parks, as well as along with um, Captain, yes, Captain. Good evening, Madam Mayor, City Council. Tonight we wanted to take a moment and acknowledge and celebrate the commendable achievement of a group of over 30 young local women who successfully completed our first ever girls firefighter camp this past weekend. These young women are not just our future firefighters, they are the torchbearers of courage, resilience, and the strong spirit of our community. We have some pictures of the camp here for you, Gabe. I also wanted to extend heartfelt appreciation to all the inspiring women of our local fire service agencies who took time out of their weekend to help instruct the event. Their unwavering commitment, dedication, and passion are paving the way for the next generation. In today's environment, I'm sure Chief Kling and our brothers and sisters in blue could attest it is more challenging than ever to fill our staffing needs. In today's um, fire service, only 5% of career firefighters in the U.S. are female. And events like this girls' firefighter camp are more than just training programs. They're essential milestones in promoting diversity in the fire service. Events like these represent our commitment to ensuring that the faces of our organization reflect the rich tapestry of this community. Our goal is clear, to be proactive in nurturing local talent from within our community. We want to ensure that our fire department is not just representative in numbers, but also in sync with the spirit, values, and goals of this community. We have a short video for you of the event this weekend.
Yeah, so first I'd like to express my gratitude to city council, your leadership, your support, and inspiration have been the cornerstone of initiatives like this. You've not only supported events, you've supported the dreams, ambitions, and a vision for a brighter, inclusive future. I'd also like to take a second to uh, make a special mention of thanks uh, to Fire Captain Tree Cervera, who's here with me tonight, who not only served as a role model while teaching at event, but she also led the planning and coordination of it. Uh, Captain Rivera, your journey is a testament to the power of perseverance and leadership. We're extremely proud of your achievements and particularly your efforts to lead this event. Just wanna say great job to you. Um, and Teresa, if you'd like to say a few words and then we have one of our camp members who's also like to speak as well. So yeah, this weekend was an awesome weekend. We had uh, about 30 campers ages 14 to 21. We collaborated with the uh, Samuel Fire Department and uh, utilized their training facilities. In the process, these girls got to experience, as you saw, aerial ladder climb, along with Council Member Trujillo. He actually got on the ladder himself, and I have video of him climbing ladder. <laughs> uh, they got to do ventilation like you guys saw. They also had to do rappelling and a bunch of other um, job-related tasks, but each girl had a great time. And I think it's important, um, each girl got put in their, uh, an uncomfortable position. And through that, there was a lot of grow growth and accomplishment. We had several girls who actually got teary-eyed. They went through the event, were happy, and kept going and kept going. So they, it was a great time, and I uh, can't wait till future years. Oh, most definitely. <laughs> may, may I say, also, somebody might recognize one of the campers, uh, Jocelyn uh, Baca, when you come up and say a few words about your experience with the event. Good evening, City Rialto. My name is Jocelyn Baca, and I'm here representing the Women's Empower Firefighter Camp. This camp impacted me in many ways. One of these ways was that women can do anything they put their minds to. Since there is a low amount of women wanting to become firefighters, it encourages us to know that we are also capable of doing this type of work. Another way it impacted me was it made me realize that I actually want to pursue and become a firefighter. I wasn't so serious about wanting to become a firefighter, but after experiencing it firsthand, I had realized it was an enjoyable job and would like to become one. It also builds up your confidence in wanting to try new things. To all those young females out there, I encourage all girls to attend this camp even if you don't know what you want to be when you grow up. Who knows, maybe you will actually want to become a firefighter after this experience. I want to thank all the volunteers who took their time to help us have this experience of a lifetime. I want to personally thank Erin, Courtney, and Teresa and everyone who put this camp together. Thank you. Well. Fantastic, uh, that, that was a wonderful presentation. And as I said to our captain, I mean our chief, uh, I know that we were having it, I did not get the date, but uh, I'm going to take uh, an executive privilege. And Jocelyn, Jocelyn, who happens to be Jocelyn Baca, would you come back up? I wanna give you something.
I want you to know you can't go to the bar just yet, but they'll tell you about <laughs> how you do music. Okay. <laughs> thank you. All right, thank you, Madam Mayor. And, and thank you, City Council. Thank you. Been in basketball or anything? Yes. I'd just like to make some comments. I appreciate, uh, Brian, what the firefighters did in conjunction with San Manuel and many of the other firefighters that have participated. Um, and by the way, Jocelyn is my granddaughter mm -hmm. and is the daughter to Supervisor Joe Baca Jr. So we really appreciate the leadership that she's taken, the growth that she's developed. She's uh, 14, freshman at uh, Rancho Cucamonga High and on the basketball team. So, And I want to thank uh, Captain Rivera for taking the lead and uh, putting it together. And I think it's an excellent program yes. that uh, we should uh, probably be more involved. I'm sure we'll uh, next put it year. together again. Thank you very much. All right, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Well, Anyone else? Oh, so you were on the ladder. So. Yeah, I, I just wanted to say it was. Uh, I, I showed to. I showed up to kind of show my support and uh, was really impressed with. With you saw in the video, some of the exercises that we're doing um, and some of the workshops that they were doing all around. So. Um, it's very impressive. It's, it's 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 great that we're contributing to the future of the industry where we're trying to diversify uh, the the fire firefighter um, kind of career in our in our area. So I'm hoping we can continue. Maybe start thinking bigger uh, and and do more to kind of attract uh, more women into the firefighter. So, mm -hmm. Sir, thank you. Mayor Perkins. Thank you, Madam Mayor. Congratulations, uh, Jocelyn. Thanks for coming here. And uh, if I would have known it was going to be that fun, I would have probably joined. <laughs> I, I saw a small clip of Raphael getting up on that ladder, and I was just like, wow, that's something I could have joined. Uh, so uh, I'm glad you, you enjoyed it. Uh, I have three daughters that I'm going to run that by them, see which one's brave enough to take you guys on next year. Not but, right. uh, thank you guys for being here. Thank you. All right. Thank, thank you, Chief. All right. Great. Now, I believe there is um, another presentation that's going to be presented by Councilmember Scott and Councilmember Trujillo. In and out burger. That the money be donated. Should have known it was off. <laughs> Ask that the money be donated to um, the Rialto Police Memorial Fund. As everybody knows, we're building a new police station. 
Um, and as part of that police station, there will be a section on the corner of Willow and Riverside Avenue that will be a memorial to our fallen officers, those who have served our community and have given their lives for our community. Additionally, there'll be a, um, a um, canine also will be interned at that location that also uh, passed away during um, its duty to our, uh, our city. So it's with great honor tonight that we present uh, our checks to the chief of police, Mark Kling, and um, each one of us, I'll let Raphael talk, uh, but each one of us was given $2,500, so it'll be a total of $5,000 between Councilmember Trujillo and myself that goes to the police memorial. We think it's a well-deserved um, function for the city and something that we should all be very proud of. So anybody in the community that wants to donate money, I would suggest you contact Chief Kling or his staff and um, certainly write a check towards it. Councilmember Trio. Yeah, I, I, I join um, Councilmember Ed Scott, uh, as well as all of you in supporting our police department. Um, I, I remember I was kind of uh, out there in the, um, the lawn when we had the last tragedy from the police department. Um, it was a big loss to our community. And um, it's something that's definitely, uh, we need to find a place to memorialize uh, those that are out there protecting us. So again, thank you for the opportunity to, um, to Newmark Merrill for providing this to us and we're gonna support um, the memorial for the police department. Chief Clean. Thank you. So, I think uh, if yeah, turn it. If you first will turn it this way, so that the camera. Oh, the cameras. I guess can see it that way. I'm sorry. Turn it that way. That I think that's the camera for the residents. We're just watching the video. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. There you go. Congratulations. Chief? Again, we want to thank Newmark Merrill for participating in our community. I know that Council Members uh, uh, Baca and Council Member Carasales uh, donated their money to Frisbee a ASB and uh, Council Member Carasales Carter ASB, which are both great programs too. And I'm not sure what you did with yours, Mayor. Maybe you'll tell us. You, so you were there when you saw that I presented mine and I'll be giving a presentation at our council meeting in November to, uh, I donate our money to the Young Marines of oh, San Bernardino Valley. Excellent, excellent cause. Great. I hope so, because they, they do turn out and support us on every activity we can imagine. Thank you again. Thank you. Madam Mayor, if I could so just uh, make a couple there. comments. Uh, first of all, Newmark Merrill, I appreciate that. But also, um, Councilmember Ed Scott and uh, Councilmember Trujillo, um, I, yeah, I'm actually for once lost for words uh, to be able to say I appreciate the, uh, the gesture. Um, as council knows, and so does the community, we've lost three officers in the line of duty here that were killed. Um, you know, we'll say that they were murdered in the line of duty. Uh, and the um, current police station, which is so old, 
uh, has three memorial plaques in its lobby, but it just doesn't impact the community because people just don't see it unless they're in our lobby for some type of business. And usually people that come into our station, it's not because they're celebrating, they're there because there's issues. And we seem to lose the impact of what these three individuals have, have done for this community. So we hope that we never have to add another plaque uh, to the memorial that's gonna be built, but memorials are expensive. And the Rialto Police Benefit Association has been raising money for years. Uh, they actually have part uh, of the memorial, but they need additional pieces. Uh, and working with the uh, Swinerton group, uh, we have a pretty decent design so far, which the committee has, has looked at. Uh, and this is just gonna go help us offset the cost of that. So again, council members, thank you so much. Council, thank you so much for the support and this will go to a great cause. Thank you. Thank you, Chief. Okay, and now you should put that down and, and return, okay? <laughs> put, put your sign. And now the next presentation will be a customer service presented by Police Chief Clean, and it's Spider. Speeder. Yeah, Spider. So I'm going to get uh, <laughs> Lieutenant Nelson up here with me. Okay. So, um, you know, Council, you said last couple of meetings about customer service, and you know, I want you to know from the police department, we heard you. We heard you loud and clear. Uh, but we had also been working on a a, um, a customer service uh, aspect of our overall operations, and I mm -hmm. think you'll be really happy with what you voted or actually approved for us uh, several months ago with the Spider technologies that are going to be implemented. Um, here very, very soon. It's not something in development. We are ready to actually push the, the trigger, so to speak, and Lieutenant Nelson, who has streamlined this entire uh, process, including the staff reports, uh, I'm really excited for not only the community, the entire city, but you to see exactly what your vision has been for this police department, and this is just a continuation, so without further let me introduce, or let uh, Lieutenant Nelson introduce Spider to you. And okay, great. Good evening, Madam Mayor, uh, members evening. of council. I promise that's how they spell Spider. That's not a, a typo, so don't get on me for that. <laughs> I won't send it back. <laughs> so really excited to, to present this software to you. Um, I really believe it's going to enhance the overall experience our citizens will have when dealing with our police department. Um, the software is made up of four different modules, and I'll start, start with the patrol module. And this is kind of where everything begins when a call is entered into our computer automated dispatch center. Um, when that happens, it triggers a message that'll go to our reporting parties and the victims. Um, this message is sent via text. It gives them the reference number to their call. It also gives them a link to change the messages into an alternate language if need be. And it provides them a link into some web-based messages that have more resources. Uh, so here's kind of the workflow of the product. When a call is received, we'll send a message. Um, obviously, we don't want to send this message very often, but if we're delayed for some reason because of a high volume of calls or high priority calls, they will get a message saying we're delayed. Um, when the call is closed, they'll get a message, and then after that, they'll get a message asking them to participate in a survey where they can rate um, the service that we provided them. So here's an example of the first message that they'll get. This is the, the message uh, right after the, the initial call. It has the date and time. It has uh, our phone number in case they, they need to call back with some more information. It has a link direct to the Bureau of Victim Services, and this is important because if they are a victim of a crime, this immediately gets them to the resources that they may need um, to help them get through the incident that they're involved in. 
It also has links uh, to our Facebook, our website, our Twitter, and our Instagram. Uh, here's an example of the message in Spanish with all the same information as you saw before, with all the same resources available uh, in the same type of message. Here's a message uh, that we are delayed. It explains to the, to the reporting party or the victim that we are delayed because of high volume of calls or a higher priority call. Um, it does let them know, hey, we haven't forgot about you and we'll be responding as soon as we can. And here's an example of the closeout message. So if that call is closed out initially with an arrest being made on that date, they'll get the message saying an arrest was made and that we appreciate them helping keep our community safe. The next module is the investigations module, and here's where I think uh, we're really gonna make big strides in our customer service. Uh, just to give you a little bit of background right now, right now our patrol officers will go out there, they'll take a report, they'll send it through our report management system, it'll get filtered through to a detective and assigned to a detective. Uh, that detective is responsible for multiple cases though, so they can't, sometimes they can't immediately respond to the victim of the crime and give them immediate updates. Well, with this system, once that report goes through that report management system, that victim is gonna immediately start getting investigation update messages. And I, and I think that's where um, you're gonna see us really enhance the communication with our victims. They're gonna get the report number immediately. They're gonna get a case status. So in this, in this case, in this message, it says active. They're gonna get the detective's name, the detective's email address, and the detective's phone number. So now instead of calling dispatch and asking, hey, where's my case at? Who's the detective? How do I get a hold of them? This message is gonna immediately give them all of that information. It's also gonna give them a link to request the report. So if they need the report, they have that direct link there. And it's a direct link to our records department. So if they have any questions regarding the reporting, that, that information is all in that message. The next module is a portal module, and this module is specific to victims only. It basically is a database for victims only. They can log into through an authentication process. Um, they'll have immediate resources available to them there, and they'll have access to all the reports of the incident that they were involved in to really help them streamline getting them the information they'll need. And the last one is the insights module. Um, here's where we're gonna gather and analyze all the feedback we get. Uh, we're gonna constantly be raising that bar. We need to raise that bar of customer service and the feedback we get from our citizens about the service we're giving them is where we're gonna make those adjustments. Um, it's gonna allow us to identify issues early. So if a supervisor sees some comments and sees a pattern of behavior that needs to be redirected, we're gonna be able to do that earlier now. But it also reinforces and commends positive interactions where the officers will really see um, the, types of, the types of impacts they're having on our citizens when they're out there treating them correctly. Um, here's a message that asks them to engage in a survey. Um, if they accept that survey, the survey has six questions. Uh, I won't read them all ver verbatim to you, but it basically starts with their interaction with our dispatcher, their interaction with our police officers or LET or whoever it may be, interactions with detectives. It allows them a free text box to leave some comments, as you can see there, um, to really get into detail about how they felt about the service we offered them. Um, it provides a rating number out of five, so it kind of gives us some motivation to keep those numbers as close to five as possible. Um, and then it allows for some data, and, and our supervisors will be able to analyze this data. They'll see all the types of crimes that we're responding to, the dispositions of those crimes, the types of messages we're receiving back, and they'll be able to deploy resources in a better way and make a bigger impact. I mean, overall, we understand the emphasis this council has put on customer service. Chief Kling continues to challenge us to find ways to make it better, um, and we really think this is gonna not only enhance our transparency, but enhance communication. And I think that's a word we forget sometimes. We always talk about transparency, and it's one thing for everybody to see what we're doing, but are we communicating what we're doing? Are they truly understanding what we're doing and why we're doing it? And I think this is gonna be uh, part of us getting better at that. Okay.
Thank you. Um, anybody have questions? Yeah, I just want to uh, thank you for the touch back that uh, this is good customer service. But my uh, my question is, um, you know, let's say you know you have a victim of crime that wants to apply for a U visa based on that crime. Um, is there a way to notify someone there that they need kind of assistance with that? So that information will immigrants? be will be on the website, and it's also in the pamphlets that we usually pass out okay. to the victims of the crimes. And then is it in Spanish as well? Correct. So all this can... Okay. Yes, sir. Every, every message, everything sent out, there's a link that says uh, if you need it in Spanish, they can, they can find it in Spanish. Okay. Thank you. Well, um, I have a... Oh, go ahead, Councilor Thank Scott. You. Just a uh, quick comment. I, I think this is a great program for you guys to roll out, and uh, I really commend you and the chief and staff for uh, rolling out this project. I, I think it'll be great assistance to the community because the one thing that I hear repeatedly is an officer comes, they get a card, they don't hear from them, they don't know who to call. So I, I really think this is a great idea. So thank you, sir. Totally commend you and applaud you for doing it. Thank you. Okay. Um, well, okay, <laughs> you guys first know. Just, I'll be quick. Uh, well, uh, Councilmember Baca, I think. Okay, Council, go ahead, Mayor Proton. I, I just want to commend uh, the team, uh, the chief, for bringing this forward. I, I think to be able to just step up our customer service and, and the true transparency that uh, we're going to be moving forward with, I think, is a, is a, is a great step forward. And uh, I also look forward to seeing how our department's uh, customer service changes as we get these positive feedbacks and the negative feedbacks that will come to. Uh, I, I look forward to that tool and using that to, uh, to encourage and really coach our team out there and, and provide a, a service that uh, is probably nowhere near in the, in the area in terms of what we're doing here in Rio. So thank you, sir. Councilmember Baca. Thank you. I, along with my colleagues, want to commend the department, police department, for being futuristic, thinking in terms of how we handle customer service, not only now but in the future, and then changing the image is that, that we care about our community and we want to provide the best service available and information that would be available to many of the individuals that would be contacting the police department. I think it's a positive move in the right direction. Uh, it's a positive move in using technology. And we gotta continue to look at ways that we can continue to improve. This is one way that we begin to take those steps. And uh, hopefully that we as a council continue to support the police department as we move forward, as the city continues to grow, and as we continue to make our city a lot safer because I believe that we are one of the safer cities around the Inland Empire and we want to continue to have that image, but we also want to continue to have customer service where people feel that they can come to our police department and get the information that they want, and this FIDA program is one way that they'll be able to do that. Thank you very much for implementing these programs. Sir. Okay, and I would just like to say I appreciate that, you, like you said in the beginning when your opening comments, you did hear, Chief, some of our concerns when we were going through the budget process, um, and I hope, and I, I hope that this will not be the, the, the last of seeing some programs being put in place that will help our community and applaud you guys for, I think, I believe, being the first one to show us something that will be in customer service. 
I, though, have to ask a question. I mean, you know, me, I, I was sitting here thinking about the layout and everything, and I kind of got the sense it was, would be text messages. And I sat there thinking, well, I also have a, a landline, and sometimes people do have just a landline. And then I thought, well, how will that text, texting occur? I don't know if there's something else. And then I also said, well, if they, if it's non-emergency, are we going to be trying to communicate? Assuming they might have an email, um, I don't know. But I just thought I'd ask that because no, that we kind of all go into that. We're all into that world now. I mean, I just saw a little granddaughter. She told me I have a phone. She's seven. I'm going okay. <laughs> then earlier today, she accidentally FaceTimed me, and then go, oops. <laughs> so I'm thinking, but there's still people who have. Uh, an actual line and that's it so is there a pathway that you'll be the team will be figuring out how they're going to roll out updates yeah so I'm glad you asked that question so if they do call on a landline our dispatchers are going to ask them for an email address okay. and then we'll be able to send messages through that I know the technology is also trying to work on a way of doing callbacks but we're, we're they're not quite there yet but there okay. will be some email stuff yeah okay and I thought about that because I know you can you know you get this thing now I can't get to you right now, but I'll, you want to leave me the number, I'll call you back in five minutes or something like that. So, yeah, please look at that. Because I do have a landline, and I haven't quite figured out if SMS means it might one day come through a <laughs> <laughs> landline. <laughs> okay. Can I just say Thank one more Can I say one oh, more sure. thing? Uh, Councilmember Kerr has always said important work team, and sometimes uh, a lot of people are involved in these things and they don't get the recognition they deserve. Right, absolutely. Um, our IT supervisor, Ricky Tankersley, our record supervisor, Jackie Morales, our lead dispatcher, Aisha Little, and Sergeant Jonathan Palmer were very uh, huge parts in getting this going, so I really wanted to recognize them. So thank you. Applause to them all. Thank you. Thank you, Chief. <laughs> okay. Uh, unless there's any other presentations that weren't listed here. That concludes our presentations. And now we'll move over into oral communications. And I'll look to Madam City Clerk to let me know if there's any oral communications. Yes, we have a speaker, uh, <coughs> Patrick Taylor. OK, Mr. Taylor. I saw him sitting up there early. I don't know if he's outside. OK. Oh, okay. All right. Thank you. All right. And um, with that, it for all communications. Nobody else knows. Okay. And with that, now we'll just we'll move on to uh, looking at our agenda and determining if there's anything anyone needs to note that they want to abstain on or any item in our consent calendar you'd like to pull for any discussions. Yes, Madam Mayor. On D6, um, I will uh, recuse myself uh, out of abundance of caution with, with a paving that's coming uh, near my home. Okay. That's you. Thank D6. you. D6. D6. And Mayor, if we could, uh, we'd like to remove item tab four from the agenda tonight. We'll bring that back subsequently okay. after we. Thank you address some comments and make a few amendments to it. Thank, Thank you. you. And we will um, note it. We will be moving uh, tab six, you said? I want to make sure. Four. Tab four. Okay. 
Anything else, anyone? If not, can I get a motion to pass on the consent calendar? So move. Okay. Second. Okay, it's been moved by Councilmember Baca, seconded by Councilmember Trujillo. Any objections? Hearing none. The consent calendar has been passed, and now we'll move on to tab one. Okay. And tab one will be handled by, um, okay. Hello, good evening, Amy. Good evening, Mayor, Mayor Pro Tem, and members of the council. This evening, I request that the city council conduct a public hearing regarding the proposed annexation of territory into the Rialto Landscape and Lighting District Number Two. The city conditioned several development projects to construct parkway and/or median landscaping and install city street lights. Annexation into LLMD Two is a condition of the city's acceptance of any publicly maintained landscaping or street lighting. Before you here are a couple of maps showing uh, north of Foothill Boulevard as well as south of Bo Foothill Boulevard with uh, landscape annexations prior and um, upcoming today. The green show the ones that we're going to be talking about this evening. Staff currently recommends the following development projects to be annexed into LMD2. PPD 2020-0012, which is north of Valley Boulevard and west of Willow Avenue. PPD 2021-0004, south of West Renaissance Parkway and east of North Alder Avenue. PPD 2021-0043, north of Foothill Boulevard and east of Acacia Avenue. And PPD 2021-0063, which is north of Renaissance Parkway, south of Highland Avenue, and west of Locust Avenue. And I have maps that will depict each of these locations. This is PPD 2020-0012. PPD 2021-0004. Twenty twenty one dash zero zero four three and PPD twenty twenty one zero zero six three. This is a protest ballot proceeding for the proposed levy of new and new assessments as described in your engineer's report included as attachment one. On September the twenty sixth, the City Council adopted resolution number eight one four nine, setting a public hearing to consider the annexation into Rialto Landscape and Lighting District Number Two for this evening, October 24th, 2023. Subsequently, the city mailed public notices and official ballots to the property owners on record. At this time, I request the city council conduct the public hearing and take public testimony regarding the proposed annexations and tabulate the ballots received. Adopt resolution number 8160, declaring the results of the property owner protest ballot proceedings and adopt resolution number 8161 confirming the engineer's report regarding the annexation of properties into the Rialto Landscape and Lighting Maintenance District Number 2 and levy of annual assessments and order the levy and collection of assessments. This concludes my report and representatives from Webb Municipal Finance and I are available to answer any questions.
Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is a public hearing. And is there anyone who has indicated a desire to speak on this item? Madam City Clerk? No. Okay. Move to close. Then move to close. Okay. Second. Close, close by, moved by Councilmember Trujillo and seconded by uh, Mayor Pro Tem Carrizales to close the public hearing. Any objections? Just a question. Well, let's close the public hearing, then you could ask a question. Okay, any objection to closing the public hearing? Hearing none, it's closed. Councilmember Baca. You indicated that we've got some response. What were the yeses and the noes? You didn't give us a. I have to come mm -hmm. back to you. The city clerk will read the ballots. Okay. Open them. She's finished, and then I will. She opens the ballots, and you'll get the, the yeses and Check no. the results. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's what, it, that's, yeah, that's what we close, have the public hearing. Now that it's closed, um, Madam City Clerk, no one has any other questions. Of the, did you have a question, Rafael? No, no. no sorry. Okay. Uh, so with that, Madam City Clerk, would you yes, open I will. the ballots, please? Uh, for PPD 2020-0012, this Virtue uh, Center in Rialto. Ballot is in support. Okay, for 2022. I am open uh, 21, uh, PPD 2021-004, Renaissance Travel Center. It's also in support. Next ballot. 2021-0043, Rialto Foothill Apartments. Are also in support. And the last ballot, um, PPD 2021-0063, CRP Loving Rialto Industrial Owners. Are also in support. Okay. So can we now uh, get a motion? Move for approval. Right. Second. Moved, okay, it's been moved by Mayor Pro Tem Carazella, seconded by uh, Councilmember Trio. I know that you need to. I would like for them to read the motion. Yes. Uh, the resolution that okay. they made the motion. And to. I think Councilmember Rocky, did you have another question? Yes, question. Yeah, okay. uh, in reference to, I, I still haven't heard the numbers of yeses and no. And how many people were actually surveyed in each of these areas that the letters went out? Do we know? Well, I believe the letter only goes out to the property owners. Well, how many? We just, those right are here. the four. There's four. And One per all development. For each of the parcels. There's only four in each one. 
Yeah, council member, these aren't developed properties, so there's not people living on these properties right these now. Are the it's just that own them? it's just the developer, and the developer votes one per parcel. And okay. in this case, there were four parcels, each had one single vote. Yes. Thanks for the Thank clarification. Mm -hmm. Okay. 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 So now, um, would you read the, the yes? Uh, resolution? So resolution number eight one six zero. And resolution number 8161. Thank you. I don't think um, that is what. I need the full title of each of the resolutions where we can have it for the record. If you would like for me to read it, I would will you for you. Please. Yes, uh, the motion was made by. Um, uh, Mayor Pro Tem Carisadas, and the second was by, uh, who was the second? Councilmember Trujillo. Councilmember Trujillo, uh, approving resolution 816, declaring the results of the property owner protest ballots proceeding conducted for the levy assessment to the annexation territory for the landscape and lighting and maintenance for District 2. Also, um, Resolution 8161 confirmed the engineer reporting for the annexation of territory for landscaping and lighting for District 2 and the assessment diagram connected and ordering the levy of collection to assessment commencing the fiscal year 23-24 for the annexation. Thank you. Okay. you want um, a, a roll call vote? No, I just. Okay, any objections to that? Hearing none, the motion carries. Thank you. Thank you. Now we're on to tab two, thank you. And that will be, good evening, Art. Good evening. <coughs> we have purchase order, okay. Good evening, Mayor. Good evening. Uh, members of the council, the item before you is requesting to authorize a purchase order in the amount of $220,000 to Veolia West Operating Services pursuant to their concession agreement with Rialto Utility Authority to relocate conflicting water hydrants for the Merrill Avenue Safe Routes to School Improvements Project, City Project Number 220801. On February 28, 2023, the City Council authorized a purchase order in the amount of $239,120 to SOMOS for the design of the Merrill Safe Routes to School Improvements Project. SOMOS is approximately 90% completed with the project plans and specifications. Existing fire hydrants in the project area were found to be in conflict with the proposed walking paths for access ramps and sidewalks during design. Move approval, Madam Mayor. Okay, and I'll second it. I have some questions. Okay, Councilmember Scott. Good evening. Good evening. Um, I, I don't really see in here where the project area is. Can you describe the project area for us? Yes, so project area is within the vicinity of Boyd Elementary School. Uh, project segments are off of uh, South Street, uh, Huff Street, uh, Carter, uh, and it would be the installation of new curb ramps and sidewalks. Okay, and can, can I ask in the future when you bring an item forward like this that you include a map with it so that the council can see where this work is actually happening and taking place? 
Yes, sir. I think it's important for them to know that. Um, additionally, um, you're moving water fire hydrants behind the new sidewalks, I assume. Yeah, yeah, well, so the objective is to move the hydrants where they are accessible, but also out of the walking, the proposed walking paths. Okay, so okay. Are, and, and are there any telephone poles in that same pathway? There are poles, but the sidewalks will be built around them. Sidewalks will go around them. Yes, and okay. there'll be enough clearance. Is there any project in the future to underground? Not that I'm aware of at this moment. Okay, I, I just wanna make sure we're not putting hydrants or any new poles or anything in sidewalks that are going to obstruct pedestrians like we have and did on Randall Avenue. Agreed, yeah. The objective of this project is to get ahead of uh, the construction proposed by the Merrill State Process School Project and to have uh, accessibility. Okay, thank you. Thank you. And just to anyone else have yeah. a question? I, I had similar concerns. I, I was hoping to have some images. I was trying to go on maps and I couldn't find the, the area that you were kind of mentioning, but um, if you could also provide additional information on the necessity of it, uh, if you could just send us additional information. Will do, and uh, when we come back to council for the authorization to advertise the construction project, we'll provide those images. Okay, thank you. You will be coming back for an authorization? Authorization to, so this is the authorization to to proceed with relocating the hydrants ahead of the Merrill Safe Rose School Project. Uh, once design is completed, we'll be coming back to council for authorization to advertise for a construction bid. Okay, uh, and just to follow up, on, I, I think what Councilmember Scott said, uh, yeah, I know it's hydrants, but we also have power poles out there and I've seen a lot of electrical work going on. And uh, if there's an area where there's a power pole, let's find out if they have a schedule of work plan to underline or underground it. And so we won't end up putting in the sidewalk, doing all that, and then still having to deal with the power pole if we could uh, pave all the way to, to the curb. So I don't know, but like you said, you don't know. And so I see that we have it here. It's gonna be the work is recommended issuing a purchase order to Veolia to do the work or oversee it. So perhaps some way we collaborate with Edison and see if they have any plans, wherever there might be a pole. Okay, thank you. Thank you. The second by you, right? Yes, and the second by okay. me. Any objections? Hearing none, motion carries. Tab three, thank you. Tab three, okay. Good evening, Mayor, Mayor Pro Tem, members of council. Good evening. Uh, item before you is to make changes to our current agreement with Conica Minolta. These changes involve initiating a five-year lease agreement to replace our aging copier fleet with a new high-speed energy-efficient models. Additionally, the updated contract includes a set rate for maintenance and supplies, which protects us from higher costs during peak seasons. We request the City Council to approve the amended lease and maintenance agreement outlined in the updated professional service agreement with Conica Minolta in the amount of $325,140 distributed over five years and to authorize the city manager or his designee to execute all documents. And I'm here with Conica Minolta if you have any questions. Thank you. Um, I don't know if there's any questions. I know I checked the math and so it's $3,400 to 204,000. And I do believe that we have a maintenance and that's a maintenance service contract with it. So any objections or any notes? I'll move the item. Can I get a second? Second. All right. 
Uh, any objections to the motion? Hearing none, motion carries. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, that concludes our business, and I think uh, if we have uh, our Mrs. Uh, Alvarado, if she'd like to share with us uh, what's what's going on, what's coming up, what's happening, and uh, looks like she's ready for all of <laughs> love the jacket. Thank you. It glows in the dark. Uh, good evening, Mayor, Mayor Pro Tem, and members of the council. Here's what's going on in Rialto. On Thursday of this week, uh, the Senior Center will be having their Halloween dance at the Grace Vargas Senior Center. On Tuesday, October 31st, we will be hosting our annual Halloween hijinks here at uh, Rialto Civic Center from 5.30 to 9.30 p.m. We would like for you guys to save the date for Rialto Heritage Days, which will be held on Saturday, November 18th at the Civic Center. Uh, save the date for Rialto's Holiday Festival and Parade, which will be Saturday, December 2nd here at Civic Center. And then, of course, uh, save the date for uh, Run Around the Rocks Sunday, December 3rd. Okay. Sounds like good. Activities, thank you. Have, yes, uh, Chief I Parks. Oh, well, okay, sorry. Uh, Councilmember Faka has a question for you. Yes, uh, could Camarado? you possibly give us the, the time of these events? Uh, because, you know, you, you said there's a senior holiday uh, Halloween dance, but it doesn't say what time. And, you know, some of us may want to go. Yes, absolutely. I will um, get Miss Angie those times so that she can send them yeah, to you. Yeah, for each of the items yep, that are you got it. on here. Just to All right. Thank, thank you. you. Very nice. Okay. Thank, thank you, Madam Mayor. I'd just be remiss if I didn't mention, you know, earlier we heard Captain, or I'm sorry, Lieutenant Nelson talk about teamwork and, you know, getting their IT uh, module up and running. I just want to thank Ms. Alvarado, Cynthia, and her team for helping with the girls' fire camp. The heavy lift they did in the mm -hmm. planning, the, mm -hmm. you know, taking all the uh, intake and the, you know, communication Registry. with the applicants. Okay. It, it was the lion's share of a lot of the work on the, on the planning and, and everything happened before and during the events. So I just want to say thank you to Cynthia and her team. Be remiss to not mention that. So. All right. Well, thank you. Okay. Thank you. All right. Reports, guys. Anybody have anything they want to report? No. Okay. Anybody have something? Raphael? Yeah, I just wanted to say thank you to the mayor. There was a couple other elected officials that showed up to the uh, well workshop that I was put together in the San Bernardino Valley Municipal Water District. It was well attended. We had some great speakers. Um, and uh, we got some really good feedback from, from a lot of the attendees. Okay. Uh, Council Member Baca? Yes, I'd uh, like to thank uh, Ramrod Seniors for having appreciation uh, for our uh, firefighters and our police department, uh, a breakfast that they held on Saturday. So I really appreciate them hosting it and I appreciate the police department and the fire department going out there because they appreciate the safety of our community that they provided both from fire and from the police department so it was a great event that was attended uh, that morning at ramrod senior center thank you councilor scott okay oh, pass and well i just will close and say that um i would like to uh, thank you and also acknowledge the job well done council member trujillo i heard that the uh, water workshop that you put together under well uh, was part of your fellowship and it was definitely well done and i spoke with uh victor griego who is the founder of uh, 
of the uh, founder of the Water Wells, I mean Wells organization, as well as he is uh, in charge of, uh, I met him through the Rural Water Association. Uh, great presentations. I was sharing with Council Member Scott and I would ask uh, that uh, perhaps Thomas Crowley or Toyasha would be so kind as to reach out to West Valley Water District and if we could get a copy of their slide presentation because I was saying, I hope you remember when they showed that what they're proposing to do about bringing the treated water and they were gonna be putting it into the Cactus Basin, I didn't wanna ask. <laughs> so I wanna make sure I saw that correctly. Uh, so we'd like to, you know, it was a public presentation, so I'd like to go back and get a copy of that, but it was well done. It was a very nice, well done. And I also wanna just thank uh, the last uh, two days of, of last week, I was in Washington, D.C. quickly for the U.S. Conference of Mayors Water Council, where we had the opportunity for two days to hear from U.S. EPA, uh, U.S. DOE, and also uh, the Department of Treasury. I won't bore everybody with uh, all the material that was provided to us, but it was a lot of material, and I've, I'm hoping that we'll be able to dissect it and share uh, with everyone, but one of the things is DOE just laid out a whole lot of new programs that are designed to assist municipalities and also offering services of their technical assistance unit, which I'm hoping that we will take advantage of for grant writing. So with that, uh, don't wanna be long deployed. I will entertain uh, adjournment. So moved. Second. It's been moved by Councilmember Trio and seconded by Mayor's Pro Tim Carazellis. No objections? That's it. It's a wrap. Bye.